This is the You Winning Life Podcast, your number one source for mastering a positive existence. Each episode, we'll be interviewing exceptional people, giving you empowering insights, and guiding you to extraordinary outcomes. Learn from specialists in the worlds of integrative and natural wellness, spirituality, psychology, and entrepreneurship. So you too can be winning life. Now, here's your host, licensed marriage and family therapist, certified neuro-emotional technique practitioner, and certified entrepreneur coach, Jason Wasser. One of the most difficult parts of being a therapist and coach is that it's hard for people to see exactly what I do, especially since confidentiality is the main part of my job. So I reached out to people on my social network and put out an ad that said, I will trade free coaching sessions that aren't of clinical nature and on topics that they are willing to be open about to the public so I can use it for this podcast. I got hit up by a ton of people, but I hand-selected a few that I thought would allow me to bring the most value for them and for you, the listener. I'm a believer that sometimes a person only needs one powerful conversation to realign them with where they need to be heading. And this was my hope with Alex. He is not only an amazing person, but has a ton of resilience. I focused on how he can make his life have more simplicity, probability, and leverage while trying to create his new podcast. I found that he kept getting caught up in his story and trying to teach me and tell me lots of stories. And at the 13-minute mark, his internet cut out for a second, which gave me the ability to start challenging his thinking about what he really wanted and needed from this conversation because of that technical glitch. And I realized that so many of us do this so we can become more relatable. We try to connect deeper with people or to just justify our own value to others through stories and experiences. I myself am a storyteller by nature and feel like pe- that people won't like me unless they get to know me and know my entire backstory. But it took me till the 16 minute mark to really help him get this idea. My fear was that I was going to sound like a total a-hole to him by stopping him mid-story. But good therapy and coaching isn't about us learning your entire history over multiple sessions before we can help you move forward. I am more concerned with patterns of what one believes about what they do than to hear about a whole narrative and a whole justification for why they're stuck doing what they do. In other words, the problem isn't the problem. It's what you believe about the problem. That's the problem. For him, it was the, I can't take the next step in life till I have it all figured out, which was keeping him stuck and not being able to do anything about it for next steps. My biggest challenge came when I asked him if he was having fun trying to create his podcast, and he responded, well, I like doing all the stuff for it, for which I said that sounds very different than actually loving it. And at the 31 minute and 45 second mark, he starts to get some deeper insight into how his patterns are really holding him back and owns his paralysis by analysis process. I also found that he has so much great wisdom that he's learned, but wasn't moving it from theory to practice, from his analytical brain to a more positive emotional experience. If you stick it out to the end of the episode, you will be able to hear this massive shift in his mindset. And we'll go from there. So just give me a quick two, three minute background since we really don't know each other that well, right? So um, 
you know, where are you coming from? What are you doing? What's just like, where, where are you at now in life? And what's the reason for why a podcast has become your highest priority for yourself? Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for giving me some time. Um, so my name is Alex Smith. Uh, a lot of people make fun of me because they think I'm the quarterback, but I'm not. Um, uh, he, he gets advice from me. I think sometimes we'll see. Um, but um, I am, I, I happen to be from the, uh, DC area. So my parents live in Rockville, Maryland. I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, so I'm a Nebraska Cornhuskers fan. I'm a, uh, I'm also a Washington Redskins fan. Um, and I live in Florida right now with my wife. We've lived here for five and a half years. We live in outside of Tampa in uh, Palm Harbor, Florida. Uh, we moved, we were, I don't know if we'll be damn Yankees quite yet, but we moved from the North to the South, uh, from Philly. We lived for 10 years. So she's a, a, a devout, devout Eagles fan. I don't know how, if I could put that in capital letters, uh, enough. Um, I think they all are. Um, so I've been to many more Eagles games than Redskins games, let's say. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot's happened to me over the last couple of years. I, um, I did the, the, the group, uh, the BYLR group uh, about a year and a half ago. And I don't even know how I found Jesse. I really don't. Um, I think I probably, someone probably liked something on Instagram and I was just sitting there watching a video and I, I want to say I watched it on new year's Eve. You know, my, my wife had gone to bed and I was just still up and I was like just surfing the web and I found this thing and I was like, wow, you know, I really want, it was what, you know, like we all do around new year's resolutions. I want to really make this an awesome year. And so, um, but then I, I, I don't, I, I didn't really, I, I wasn't a huge workout person. I wasn't a huge wellness, um, nutrition, any of that stuff. I wouldn't say I was completely lazy, but I, I just, that wasn't my thing. I, I didn't, uh, that wasn't my thing, but I liked his message in that it wasn't just for people that were, that was their thing. It was not for just the insane person to, um, you know, want to really like change their life and work out and totally just transform themselves. It was really for everyone to, um, I think live their full potential. That's what he keeps on saying is that we all, his biggest fear is just living up to his full, not living up to his full potential. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I can get into this. And then he was just so real. He, he was, he was him. It was him talking, doing this himself, devoting his time, responding to people like hundreds of people on Instagram. And I mean, he's probably one of the first uh, quote unquote celebrities that uh, would like respond to me, even if it was something small. I'm like, is this him? Is it a bot? Is but it's, you know, I think it's really him. So in any case, um, I think that really kind of helped me. I was at a point in time where I was, you know, just kind of unsure where my career was headed. I was, I've been at a company for seven and a half years in the HR tech space. Um, I do, uh, I've been doing sales uh, ever since uh, college in all sorts of different types of um different positions, you name it. My first job out of college was door-to-door sales, commission sales, selling coupon cards uh, for basically, um, you know, it was not a pyramid scheme, but it was pyramid-like, let's say. Um, It wasn't totally illegal. Yeah. The beautiful thing about that is if you can do door-to-door sales, you can sell anything in the world. Yeah, no, I... 
I believe that, um, you know, I, I did uh, see the wrong way, in my opinion, to sell things. And I think it's good when you learn uh, eventually the wrong way to do something, you know, what is the right way. But I, I do say that did teach me a lot about people, human behavior. Um, I think it probably taught me the most about work ethic um, and just, um, just uh, you know, continuing to push forward after a sea of no <laughs> in your face and, and, and you're not, why are you doing this? Cause I'm not really making much money. I probably, there was days I lost money, uh, with gas and all this stuff. So in any case, we can talk a lot about that, but I mean, I've done that. I've done in, I've done, I've been in call centers. I've worked in the newspaper industry. Actually, that was kind of my first, um, just biggest step in my career to, to move into the path that I was taking. I was in uh, advertising sales. So I sold recruitment advertising to HR people and executives. So I was, my goal was to help uh, companies hire the best people, connect with uh, the right people. And I did that through uh, selling things like job postings and resume access. And we were, we were a newspaper that partnered with, um, with monster. Uh, and, uh, so um, it was really successful. I mean, I, I did really, really well, so well that I was one of the best uh, reps uh, for the partnerships nationwide. And they asked me to come over and run newspaper partnerships for them uh, with uh, a team of about eight or nine other people like me um, to, to, uh, to jump over on that side of the business. So I did that for the last seven and a half years. And then... Um, was the, it was the best job still the best job I've ever had that smartest people, um, just, um, coolest things you got to do travel to awesome places. I mean, some of my partners were Honolulu star advertiser in Hawaii, Puerto Rico, El Nuevo Dia in Puerto Rico, uh, paper. So, um, uh, you got to go to some awesome places. You got to, it wasn't just sales. You got to, yes. So I was an individual contributor. So I, I had a quota and, um, goals that I had to hit, but I was also working, uh, I was training, I was working with management, um, uh, trying to understand how our business impacts the overall business. Uh, so you learn um, just uh, working with executives, you learn working mar marketing, running events, you learn negotiation, you learn all sorts of different things. So it was awesome experience. And it's a challenging business uh, for, um, for, for that uh, sector. Um, it's no secret. I mean, Monster, I worked for the company that literally invented an industry, um, a, a technology. I mean, it's a funny story. He, the, the CEO, and we would tell it all the time. I don't know how much of it is legend or, or truth to this, but I, I, um, this is the story goes that he started the, the, the company on a, on a napkin. I mean, he was in an, he worked for an ad agency at the time. You didn't put jobs online. You only had the newspaper. And so you just, um, if you wanted to hire someone, you had one place to go, your local newspaper. And he was, um, he had a lot of clients that were hiring these like really technical software engineers. And this is before Google, even this is before AOL, you know, even the infancy of the internet. So he's like, well, what if we just put jobs online, like a list, you know, and people are like, that's, that's, that would be stupid because the internet was like really slow back then. And he just had this dream where, you know, the, 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 these jobs would have a list online and he woke up, went to a coffee store and, you know, kind of drew out the framework of the site. And then he drew this, he, he, he had this dream of a monster, um, look like uh, he, he had a dream that this would, if, if this happened, this would be a monster of an idea. 
And he drew out in his head this vision of this monster, this logo. And that, that's what he drew. And that became the logo of the company. And in the beginning, it was a, it was a total mess. I mean, it, the, the site loaded. He was like, I'm going to put this logo on the site. It has to be there. And they're like, that's going to cause the site to crash and maybe load. Like a job would load in 30 minutes. And no one's going to, he's like, it has to be there. So they did it. And it was really slow, but it, 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 it you know, slowly caught on. And then an ad agency, a very famous one, TMP, kind of uh, caught on to it. And um, it just kind of, it really just took off. And he was helping um, some of this. He, he, he knew that he couldn't service his software engineering clients if he didn't have something different. So he, he, thought he, he created this huge idea. His name is Jeff Taylor. Um, and he, uh, he, it was, it was awesome. So when you create an industry, then you get all these people to come after you. Now I think there's 30,000 job sites and it's just a very crowded space and it's a challenge to innovate in that space. Um, but I, I still love HR tech um, and I love sales. So, but in, yeah, 925, um, over the last couple of years, I mean, Monster was acquired um, about a year or two ago. We've had multiple CEOs, a lot of change. I'm fine with change. Um, but um, yeah, the company kind of cut its way to, um, to growth or profitability. And uh, they've had a couple rounds of layoffs. And despite being uh, 130% uh, to my goal, I closed one of the largest sales of uh, our team's uh, history uh, last year. Had an awesome year. I was laid off on 925 of last year. So wild. Um, so right so, now, what's, yeah. what's coming in for you that you want to put out into the world is the thing that I want to focus on you for the next little bit or with you on the next little yeah. bit is yeah. right. I know that what you reached out to me about was about this podcast idea. Yeah. And I know the podcast idea is only a bit about sharing ourselves and what's important to us with the world. Right. Yeah. And I'm wondering if maybe I'm supposed to be, and you can tell me this, if I'm supposed to be helping you in a different way, than just about the podcast, because it sounds to me like you said in the message that we talked about is all I need to do is just press record. So I have all these things set up, but I haven't yet done what I need to do to now gather all the data, i.e. interviews and all these things, and then put it out into the world, correct? Is that kind of where you're stuck in that one process? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've put a framework together and I'm kind of at the, at the final execution. So it's kind of like every day I'm just trying to do little things to move this, this forward. Um, but this isn't the sole thing I'm focused on. Obviously I'm, I'm in a job search, so I have interviews set up. So I am, I'm in the throngs of that at, at the moment. So that's part of what's kind of, um, you know, I would say, I, I wouldn't say I guess you could say slowing it up, but um, yeah, I mean, no, I, I'm, I'm excited about, um, I have interviews scheduled and I'm, I'm in the process of that. And so that's been going forward. And so this is something I'm going on the side and I'm not doing this for personal or pro or, or, or profit or anything like that. So when you do say like what it is about, what you want to put out into the world. And so um, what I, what really, was I've been really curious about and just kind of like thinking a lot about. And so when I found myself just thinking a lot about this, I started, you know, writing about it. Um, and then, you know, just um, listening uh, to different things. I read this book called to sell is human by Dan Pink. 
Um, he's an author, he's a social scientist, and I mean, he really kind of gathers a lot of information from behavioral scientists and social scientists. And it was based on the premise that essentially, you know, you know something like, um, you know, one out of every nine people in the workforce today is in, in, in sales, their title, where they're actually you know, trying to... Uh, you know, convince someone to buy something for a profit. Um, and that, that's in their job description. But the rest of us are doing what he called um, moving others or non-sales selling, which is persuading, convincing, or influencing others. And so I started, you know, when I, when I first read the book, I was, I, I mean, I was really um, engaged with it. But then months, even, I mean, I probably read it two years ago. But what I um, start noticing more because I have more time to kind of like focus on this stuff is what I think we all do really, really well is these these little human interactions or connections where we are just being human and being ourselves. So it's through kindness, through trust, generosity, uh, um, love. What I want to help you accomplish specifically is I have no clue. In other words, you're very much like me, and this is what I appreciate about why, when I'm hearing you, why, why, um, why I, I, I put a pause to, to what you were saying, is that I don't need to know all this in order to help you. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. I'm, so, I'm, 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 I'm looking for you to get as much information, I guess, as you can from me. Right. Um, you know, well, so I, I know in once, yeah. what is it that you, in the next 20, 30 minutes... Mm-hmm. But if I can help you with anything in the world that will get you along the way to where you truly deeply need to be. Because like I said a few minutes ago, I don't really think this is about the podcast. I think this is, might be about something bigger. Because it sounds to me with everything, you're, you're able to close any deal, any sale you want, and you have proven expertise in that. But it sounds to me like you haven't been able to prove the sell to yourself and you haven't sold yourself on you. And you're telling me a big backstory about Jeff Taylor for 10 minutes. And you're telling me a great story about this book. But you're not telling me about what you want to do. So you're piggybacking, and maybe this is the, the mindset that I want you to start shifting with, at least, and, I'm, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you don't need to rest on anybody else's laurels anymore. Um, yeah, yeah, I... I, I would definitely agree with that. I, I um, don't need to, I mean, my past definitely doesn't um, predict my future. A- absolutely not. Um, I think what I want is really to tell stories and I'm doing this um, because I believe, I really truly deeply believe that the more ways that we can tap into what makes us us and, and, and be um, recognize some of those things that helps uh, in in some of our human connections, and I want to try to help others in that. So, I guess my my thing from you is um, I, I, I like to bounce ideas off of people. So I, I like to get your take on 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 this idea and forget taking the podcast off of the table completely. I, I I'm I have this idea, and maybe like you said, the um, you know, I need to focus on, you know, maybe kind of framing it um, simple and understanding, like you said, selling yourself on it. I, I know that I'm curious about it. I know that I'm thinking about it. I know that I'm interested in it. 
And it's not for me. I, I want to do it to help others and show why it's important, why I believe it's important um, uh, so that others can, can see that as well. So maybe that's, yeah. yeah. So we're along start to it. Are you, you know, again, and, and it's funny because I've asked the question three times and you still haven't given me an answer. Would ask it again. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't. It's okay. I didn't. No. And, and I think this is part of the process, which I love doing is I'm a very big communications and pattern person. My job is to help interrupt patterns. And okay. the reason why it's funny because the, right, the, the phone line cut out the video cut out for a second. And I think it cut out universally. I think the universe answered, uh, helped me solve that problem. Cause I don't, <laughs> don't want to interrupt you. You're a nice guy. You have so much to say. Like you and I are very similar. We're both storytellers, but when we're doing what we need to do, we don't have time to fill everybody in on the background to close a deal. We want to make a connection. We want to offer value, but they don't need to know everything we know in order to want to buy into us. And I feel like you might have a little bit of, and obviously it's part of the process of us getting to know each other. But what I really, and, and, and again, as, as I just asked the question and I do this with my therapy clients and I start off by saying, I don't need to know everything about what's going on. I just want to know where do you want to be and don't tell me where you want to be by where you're stuck and what you don't want anymore. So I'm gonna very, very, very specifically and very clearly of anything in the world that I can help you with, that I can help you either get unstuck from, get out of your own way, strategize, but if I can help you create a miracle right now for you, what miracle would that be? (laughs) I mean, I think that's a broad and leading question and and I don't think anybody knows. if I asked you the same, I mean, that the, the definition of someone's miracle well, it's would be, be a, a, person. A, a, a couple people. And I don't think people know that. I, I, I honestly, um, to answer that question, I, I think it's what could you do? Um, I don't really know without getting to know each other more and talking it out. Okay. Um, I, the, my, my first direct answer to that would be, um, where will I, where do I want to be? I mean, I obviously in the next few weeks will be accepting a a new opportunity. Um, I'm, I'm looking at interviews. Uh, I have interviews now and that's what my next step will be. Um, why I, I really, why I led with the podcast ideas because you know, you framed it by saying, what are you struggling with? So this is something in my life I'm, I'm struggling to, to launch. I mean, that's really just the direct answer to it. Beautiful. I mean, are there other things that, uh, you know, <laughs> I struggle with? Like, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm running a, a I'm, I'm doing all sorts of different things, but that's like you said, I don't, you don't need to know all that. I'm specifically yeah. struggling with pressing record and getting all the information together. I have it. I have the roadmap. I have what I want to do. I have what I want to title it. I have the summary. I have the guests. I have the, um, the, the hosting service and the, the equipment that I want to buy. And I, I have all that thing. And I just have been doing this for the last, let's say, three, and three months. And I've been doing it in stages of let's just keep one foot in the front of the other to, mm-hmm. to move this forward. So are you and, the um, person who doesn't do anything and doesn't move forward in, in life until all the pieces are in place for you? Hmm. Are you not a, um, are you a ready yeah, person versus ready? I'm not, yeah. J- Jesse's like right. a very, you know, ready aim fire, so ready right, fire aim. You know? Right. And the, and the story behind my podcast, I had none of that figured out. 
Yeah, I started yeah. reaching out to people and say, Hey, I would love to have you on my podcast. Here's how I'm doing it. I didn't have my mic. I, I, you know, I ordered an entry level microphone that goes into my computer. Yeah. And I was going to use yeah. it like we're doing yeah. today. I, I didn't know if I was definitive on a name. I didn't know who was going to be hosting it. I didn't know who was going to be editing it. And I stockpiled a bunch of episodes and then went, found my guy. Yeah. Then yeah. If, if I had the graphic art done, then had everything else. And I just yeah. offloaded it. I was just responsible for this, setting up the time, yeah. making sure the interview happened, downloading it, putting it into a Dropbox file and sending it to my producer who does everything else for me, puts it back into the files, yeah. audio, video, social media clips and Instagram pages. So yeah. I'm wondering yeah. based on what I'm hearing, have you created a structure in your mind where unless all the boxes are checked off, I can't take the next step and therefore you get frozen or you get stuck or you get delayed. And is this also what I'm really curious about is where else does this show up in your life? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know where, uh, I mean, the first question is yes. I mean, I, I mean, I, this is the first, I mean, that's scary. Like, you know, just kind of doing something completely new. Um, and scary, you know, scary I mean, what, what's scary about launching your first podcast? Why did you, you know, do all those things, you know, the, the, the same way. I mean, the, what's scary about it is it's, I don't know things I'm learning. Um, what's scary about it is, um, you know, I'm, I'm, nobody's forcing me to do this. I'm doing it myself. I mean, I'm the one motivating myself. So if, if I'm doing all this work and it doesn't actually come to fruition, man, that's like really, um, you know, like, um, I don't know what the word is like disappointing to myself, like not to anyone else. Like I don't have, I'm not doing this for, I'm not doing this for a job. I'm not doing this for a promotion. Um, I'm only disappointing myself if I don't do this. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, there's a, I, I don't know if I really had to think about different things, scaring about it, but yeah, I mean, I feel like they all have to be in place. Um, but then I'm also like, you know what? It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, it really doesn't. I mean, Jesse's like, it has to, you know, do everything to make it perfect. It has to be perfect. And I, I kind of, uh, you know, see where he's going with that, but I disagree in that you just have to, you know, you just have to go, you just have to start and get on the other side of the wall and yeah. then you can figure out where, where else. But I mean, right now I'm still on the other side. So I'm just looking for a little handle in, in the door or whatever okay. to kind of pull that thing open, you know, oh, two questions for you. Number one, did you plan on doing this to have fun with it? Yes or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Question one, a, are you having fun in this process or is it giving you more of a headache and stress? Um, I am having fun and I, I like, you know, thinking of titles. I like um, writing the summary. Like I, I like um, thinking of guests. I like when I sit down and do it. Um, so no, it's not, I don't feel like, Oh, I got to do this. God damn it. I got to go. But the logistics, you know, I feel like the logistical. Yeah. I mean, I am, I, I do like, I, I, I do like the, the process of doing it, you know, Liking, um, but are you having fun? I love, am I having fun with it? Um, you know, I, I guess probably not as much. I'm not trying to find ways to, to have fun with it. That's probably a good question to ask. Like, do I like it? Yeah. Am I having fun with it is a different question because it's like, you know, how can I make this awesome? You know, how can I create, I was thinking of today, you know, writing fun emails, you know, um, to, to, to guess of what I would ask them to be on. Like, how do I, 
how do I make it fun? You know, that's a really good question because I don't think I've thought of that. I just thought, well, I'm curious about this and I don't not like it. I don't, I'm not stressed when I have to devote time to this. So if I was, I'd be like, if I was stressing about the process, then I'd be, yeah, this, why am I doing this? I'm in the hearing, first place? Right. So, cause you're, cause again, you're going back into analytical brain. Like yeah, the yeah. analytical brain is non-emotional. Yeah. No, if you're doing God, a passion yeah. project like this in your life, what I'm thinking especially is that why would you, right? I think part of the next step of why you're not pulling the trigger on actually doing it is because that it's not, it's not fun. And this should be a fun, easy, exciting, like the people that I'm interviewing, like I, you asked me like, what's my fear? What was I afraid of? I think my biggest fear factor was, is that is no one going to listen to it. But then I realized it's just great marketing. For my I went yeah, exactly. me, they'll see that I have as a therapist and as a business coach that they'll see that I have actually some other platform. So I don't care about my numbers. And because of that, my numbers are inconsequential even more so I'm having fun because I get to meet people like you and I get to meet people like Howard okay. Bihar, who is the former international president of Starbucks. And I get to meet all these people that are coming onto my podcast. Why would they come on mine? Right. Yeah. So I'm having fun meeting people that would never have been in my wheelhouse in the first. Yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I sometimes don't prep my episode until 15, most of the time, 99% of the time, I don't have my questions until 15, 20 minutes before the episode starts. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to ask them unless I've already read their book and I'm already a huge major fan. But if it's someone like an interview I did the other day, I literally didn't do anything but read their bio and their one sheet and went from that. And the conversation evolved organically. I feel like in order for it to be a much more organic instead of a question, answer, question, answer, where it's just very terse, I want it to be playful and organic and, nar and, and very narrative and very, and what's going to come up. We don't create space for whatever's going to come up. If it's rigid, and wrote. So that's thought number one. Thought number two, I want to go back to something you said a few minutes ago. And I think this is a very key thing that I wonder again, if it's showing up in multiple places in your life. And you said, there's so much I don't know about how to do this, about how to put it out there. What do I need? Blah, blah, blah. My, my thought to you and my challenge to you is how much do you freaking think you need to know in order to put out a damn podcast? I know you don't, right? you don't need so to know anything. This yeah. big enigma of what it is, this vacuum of, I need to know every single thing and I need to know hashtags and I need to know this and I need to know, yeah. wait, yeah. Right. It literally it what you probably already know is probably too much, which again goes back to why it's not fun for you. Right. And why I'm a big fan of leveraging it out to somebody else to do whatever you don't have to do, yeah. whatever you don't have to worry about, let them take care of it for the couple hundred bucks a month when you can during that time. And obviously right when you get a job, it's gonna be less of a financial burden. But if your value is worth at X amount of dollars per an hour, then don't do the busy work. Don't do your editing. Don't do your thing. Leverage that out. I no longer do my laundry for the 25 or $30, <laughs> literally for the 35, $40 yeah. a month. It costs me to the two times I do my, right. I, my bulk laundry every two weeks. It costs me 40. Yeah. Forget the happier. It's two hours at my, in my, in my condo to do yeah. right now and I have to do my laundry, put folding it and put whatever it is. I drop it off. I pick it up. It's already folded. I put it into my drawer for $40 a month. If I saw someone for 30 minutes in my session, if I did a 15 minute consult, paid consult, 
I'm already making way better. I'm making $20 more in that 15 minutes than I am to do my laundry in two hours. So I leverage that out when it's a higher value, lower value activity. So a lot of the stuff that people think, and this is what I I would say to anybody who's listening, who's thinking about starting a podcast. And I saw this for sure. So this is literally fact. When I went to the podcast movement conference this summer, I can tell you that 90% of the people there are editing their own episodes, both audio and video. And they spend on average two to eight hours per audio. Forget the video. Forget the video. And they're spending too much money on equipment and they're spending too much money on all these things that they don't need, right? It's like going and becoming a cyclist. And instead of getting an entry level $800 road bike with made with a carbon fork with a, with an aluminum body, five grand, getting a five grand thing and they're getting the DI two shifters that are electronic and they're spending five grand on that and you don't need it. It's negligible and you're never going to be, you're going to ride the same distance and the same speed because you're going to bonk and you're not going to have the right nutrition. You're not going to have the right energy because you don't get there yet. Keep it simple. And the fact that you're not having fun because you didn't say definitively yes right off the bat. And I'm a big believer that unless it's a absolute complete yes, it's a no. It's very binary. Unless it's an absolute complete yes, it's automatically a no. And I think that applies for when you're job interviewing. I think that applies in relationships. I think that applies with friends. I think that applies in financial decisions. I think, right? And I go back always with my clients to core values. But what I'm wondering is this idea that if I had you write this out as a homework assignment, I would say to you, my friend, you need to write a bullet pointed list of everything you think you don't know yet that you need to know in order to put out episode one of your podcast. And if it has more than one bullet point, you're completely missing the point. What I'm doing with you right now can just be downloaded and literally just put and transferred into any online platform in the next 45 minutes and an episode is out into the world. And it's that simple, right? But if you have to think about this and that and marketing and traffic and hashtags and the perfect show notes, you're, there's no relevancy, right? It should be good. It shouldn't be a train wreck. <laughs> But my guess is, and my, my challenge to you, and maybe if this is the one thing that this conversation was about, is that I want to see for you, and I really want you to take this evaluation and not think about it, let it marinate. But over the next week, see where you're doing this in other aspects of your life that you haven't been realizing it. Unless all the pieces of the puzzle are there. Unless I know everything about this, I'm not going to go all in. Unless I know everything about this, whatever it may be, I'm not going to go and take that next step. And you're now getting completely what we would call paralyzed will, stuck. Unless I'm an expert yet at knowing it, unless I read every single book and I can quote the author in all of their studies, I'm not going to go ahead. Um, yeah, no, I think it's great, great advice, obviously. Um, you know, I think a, a lot of times, um, this is probably one of, I, I mean, if I really had to think about the rest of my life, I'm somebody that um, if given the choice, uh, my wife and I are on vacation and we don't know directions, I'm going to just go ahead and ask someone um, and go ahead and do it. Oh, no, let's figure it out. I can do it. I'm like, why? It's right there. Who cares? Or 
let's just go and figure it out. You know, let's just drive and, and just, and, and we'll figure it out. Um, I, I'm, I'm very much like that. She might say, well, no, you know, I, uh, you don't want to waste time um, just going and um, just driving down the road. If, if you have just a little bit of doubt, you want to be confident in where, where, with, with whatever you do. So with what you're saying, it makes a ton of sense. Um, it's paralysis by analysis or whatever analysis by paralysis is a real thing. Um, I think I um, learn the most when I just am um, trying um, that's learning. Like you're just trying and then you're messing up and you will. And I think every great, every podcast, any, anything, I mean, doing anything in life, anyone great messed up a million times um, and are still messing up the best of the best. Um, screw crap up all the time. And I so that's see great in professional. Theory. Yeah. That's sweet in theory. But if you truly believe that a hundred percent in your integrity and your heart and soul, you would already have a podcast episode out. I know. I know. You're right. I mean, I, I say it when I say it. Yeah, you're right. You need to believe it in your heart and your soul because I mean, um, yeah, you're right. It would be started. It would be like, I'd have already a couple episodes out where the audio is not great. And I like, you know, mm-hmm. screwed up a little bit. And I mean, so you, you have to internally believe it heart and Wait, um, who, mind. Who has yeah. to, who has to inter- who has to yeah. 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 You, the person. I right, have right, right. So, I right. So, so, right. And I really want you to get this because I think this is so salient and I think this ties everything together for you is that again, like as I start off, right, you gave me all these narratives and you gave me all these stories, but all these people who are doing it and successful and right. And, and, and these wonderful, but you yourself, right. If I, I don't care about Jeff Taylor. I don't care about Jeff. No, no, no. Right? I, I, you're right. I was getting, I, I do get off in a tangent. I get right. off in a tangent. But, but it, yeah. And, and so a I, I'm, again, like I said, I'm a huge storyteller and I even have this process in my mind that like no one can really know me unless they know the story about how I got here. Cause it's about yeah, what, no, they don't care. what, do, I, what yeah. do I have to prove? But, but really what I'm thinking for you in the most simplistic way is I think that there's a lot of difference between macro and micro for you, between meta and practice. And I think that my, my challenge to you is to just do and just put it out there. And in fact, what I'm going to do is to challenge you that between now and next week is to literally put out an episode interview a person. I don't care if it's someone that's on your list already or not. It could be a complete practice episode. It could be you talking if you're not going to be interviewing anybody. It could be about you going through this process of what it was like to put out an episode, your psychological, emotional process, the fear behind it, the I don't, right? The aha moment that you might be having hopefully during this conversation and talking about that. But I'm going to challenge you that within now and next week, on Thursday, you're going to have a episode completed. I don't care about the editing. I don't care about having your graphics. I don't care about your intro outro. I don't care about any, any, I want you to have, whether it's with you alone or whether you're interviewing someone else, I want that in my inbox 
by next Thursday. And I'm going to push some buttons with that. <laughs> because otherwise, yeah, right? You're, it's really uncomfortable. So I think that otherwise we're going to talk and talk and talk and you might yeah. have another conversation with somebody else and then another conversation with somebody else until you get the exact, and that goes back to the question of how much do I truly need to know and how much do I actually not know about running a good podcast? And I'm just saying push record. Um, no, that's, that's good. Sometimes it's not enough to challenge yourself because I do feel like I, I push myself and, um, you know, you, like I, I'm challenging myself uh, two weeks. I, I, I connected to you because you said you ran, ran a half marathon. I listened to your episode. So I, um, I'm doing my first 15 K I've I'm training. I'm, I'm running. Like I did sec, uh, what? 7.3 miles yesterday. I did six on Monday working up and I've, I've been doing, I've been training for the last, you know, six months and it's, it's good to challenge yourself, but it really, um, really when the real change, like real like change happens is when, when you're accountable to um, someone or someone else. And I, I never want to, you know, seek people out to do that. Cause I'm like, I can do it myself. I can always do it myself. And, and you can, and, and, yeah. an enhancement of that because otherwise yeah. you're stuck on an yeah. undelayed timeline. Right. And I yeah, think why totally. the most successful people are the most successful. Um, the box, what's the, the UFC boxer, um, uh, the Irish McGregor, Conor McGregor. Conor do you know who he just hired as a coach before this last fight? Um, no, I didn't. Tony Robbins. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, no crap. Right. Makes and, sense. Serena so, has them and yeah. Right. So you're having and he won. And he won, and he won. Right. Because he's completely in his head and he talks too much trash and all this thing. And it was a very different mindset for him this time around. Everybody needs an accountability partner and no different than you. I have my account accountability group. I have people who hold me accountable for different aspects of my life. And you want people who are already a little bit ahead of you. They don't have to be perfect because you can definitely tell the difference. If you, like you just said, you listen to my running episodes, my marathon episodes, you can definitely tell the difference in my podcast when I'm just doing a uh, monologue, uh, right? A monologue with no one to interact with versus when I'm interviewing and engaging with somebody else on the screen. I'm a people person. I would much rather have a person in front of me or a workshop in front of me or uh, in, in, in two weeks, I'm going to be probably between anywhere between 50 and 150 people in a workshop that I'm giving, depending on, it's kind of like a TED Talks type of thing and there's six going on in an, in an hour. So I'm going to be awesome. speaking at that. So it could be 50 people, it could be, right? it could be 150 people. Yeah. But I'm much better interactive than I am doing a monologue. So that's why you can see 95% of my podcasts has been interview-based. I don't want to be scripted. I don't want to be like, let me read off the script and I lose yeah, my yeah. energy. And you can hear that, but people who don't know me don't know that. And my fear is that it's yeah. going to come off as dry. It's going to come off as not engaging. It's not going to come off as, as valuable. And that's yeah. just all in my head, but I still hit record because it was salient. It was timely. I was going through some medical stuff. It was a challenge. I know there's people out there who struggle with motivating themselves and running and exercise and all that. And if I can train for a half marathon in two months, I don't know anybody who can't, especially when I was having the vasovagal type medical conditions. And I literally, um, you know, like I said in the podcast, a bunch of years ago, I blacked out in my gym. No joke. Just doing burpees. So obviously, you know, and it's a big issue, but I still ran and I still kept going. 
And I still, right? I want you to have that. And obviously I don't want anybody who's listening to have any medical things said, keep doing something against medical advice. I knew what I was doing with medical condition and with medical advice. There's nothing that's going to go wrong. There's no irrevocable harm to you by recording and putting it on an episode. The worst thing is, is you take it down. (laughs) The worst case scenario is you get four people who listen to it and you get bad reviews and you take it down, which is not going to happen. But then you talk about the process of the process and you can say, hey guys, remember episode one? Now I'm at episode 32. I want to go back to what it was like for me to do episode one and how, and here's why episode one took me so long because it should have been six months before that that it should have been out and where I was at in that process and why and how I became more confident, how my process got easier, how I got more out of my way, how I got out of my head, how I got out of my paralysis by, by, by analysis and share that story, share the authenticity of it. That's what people want to hear. That's why I offered to have people come on as a podcast guest to share this process of what it's like to be coached right? And to see what is good therapeutic coaching like, because I can't HIPAA compliant reasons. I can't do therapy online and share that. Right. But coaching, we're not right, but we're getting into mindset. We're not getting into diagnosis. We're not. So I had to find a way to say, how do I share what I'm passionate about and what I know I'm damn good at with the world? Yeah. And that's why I said in the marketing, right. It's not around a psychological, emotional, mental health issue or right. This is only about self-sabotaging limitations and beliefs. So I want to challenge you again within a week to have that. I want you to, to literally see in what other ways is this showing up. Ask people around you. Ask the people who are closest to you. I met this guy, Jason. He asked me to ask you guys this. Put it on me. Blame me. I'm really curious where I don't go all in because I'm either perceived or I share that I don't have enough or know enough, or I don't feel like I'm enough. And because of that, I've missed out on opportunities to connect, on opportunities to create, on opportunities to uh, bring more value because I am perceiving myself or maybe I'm putting out the energy or the vibe that I need to have all my ducks in a row in order to move the the next level. And where are you seeing that show up for me? I guarantee you if you do that, it's going to be a life-changing experience for you. Yeah, um, it makes a lot of sense. I, I have, uh, you know, a lot of different types of groups of friends and um, a lot of people that I've met through different communities. And so I absolutely think I can. I can probably start with my, my wife probably has a lot to, to say. But, you know, I, in, in, in a lot of ways, I do feel like I'm a really... Um, like motivated, ambitious person. I do a lot of things for myself. I do uh, say, I I do try a lot of things. I do get involved in a lot of things. Um, But, you know, I, and I kind of asked myself the the question you just asked, I do to myself a lot. Like, where am I, where, where, what gaps am I missing with this? Um, Where could this be better? What could I be doing differently here? What did I do wrong there? What could I have changed about? So I do really analyze myself, but it helps when you do ask others. It was funny. 
Um, you're making me think about something recently that happened um, because, you know, you said, oh, you're, you're great at sales. You can do everything. You've been successful throughout your career. I'm not, I don't think I'm God's gift to, to sales, you know, by any means. Um, it's a craft. It's something you always can never perfect. No one can, no matter how many things you sell or quote unquote sell in your life. Um, and the other day we were um, on vacation in Hawaii. We were having a conversation with this guy, my wife and um there was a guy sitting at the end of the table and he um, wasn't talking. He had his dog. And all of a sudden we just um, eventually kind of said, that's a great dog. You know, where'd you get him? Oh, we, we got him from this, uh, this uh, kennel and where this is going is we had a great conversation. And then he said something like, um, yeah, well, you know, I'm a, I'm an introvert. I wanted this dog to have be front to, to really, um, you know, love and to give me that friendship because I'm an introvert. And I said, Oh, kind of, but he's like, I still go out to the bar and I still kind of, I'm not, I don't want to try to be an extrovert because I've gone through a lot of therapy and that's not what you want to try to do because I've, I've realized myself as an introvert, but I, I'm okay with being in situations where I'm an extrovert. And then I said, well, so like kind of like an ambivert because you know this book and then I said Dan Pink and then I went through this whole book and started telling him all these stories about this book and my wife was, was pinching me, you know, because he's like, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care. And it really took the, and I really took it personally because I, I really feel like I am trying to offer insights or being helpful. And I was really, I, I really like you. You love people. You just want to, you know, kind of but do you know give people prevent- all the information that you know. Sure. But do you know what will prevent you from feeling like crap about that? Yeah. Asking permission first. Absolutely. For sure. Or just kind of in tuning to what pe- who, who he was and just not even saying it. Some things aren't worth even saying because they don't help the situation. Like you were just saying earlier, all those things are totally irrelevant. And you're right. Cause I'm, I, I I'm meeting you for the first time. So I'm like, I, you said, tell me about yourself. I, mean, I, I don't do this in, in interviews. I just say, well, this is what I love and this is what I believe and this is what I do and this is where I'm going. It's just a simple paragraph. And that's what's but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So keep it concise. But yeah, I mean, I do go out. Um, I do think a lot. So I, I, when you put that out there, you're probably one of six people I've reached out to, to kind of bounce and be like, I, I got to you know, poke holes in my idea. I want to, I heard Adam Grant talk about this on uh, Adam Grant. I don't know if he's um, a, uh, you know, social science, uh, he's a behavioral psychologist at Wharton. And he, um, he said on this podcast, he goes, I, I look for a challenge network, uh, a network of people. And I, and I seek them out intentionally, my friends, people to, to poke holes in my ideas and to say, this is what's wrong. And this is, um, this is how it could be better. And I, and I challenge them, look, oh, it's perfect. You don't need to change anything. I'm like, really? Gun to the head. You have to change something. What are you going to change? And he seeks that out. And I like that. But then, you know, sometimes you, you need to... Um, you know, just kind of, uh, like you said, make it fun and you have to, um, go, you just have to execute. So I put that mantra, I'm totally going against my mantra because you'll laugh when you hear this. My mantra this year was, was think and execute. I think I'm, I'm pretty okay at the first part, but the, the second part of that is, is, uh, so I was challenge again, right? Flip it. Execute and think. I go, oh, ooh, I like that. I like because that. what I'm hearing, so I like that. I go back to as we as we as we round up our time, when you were talking about introvert extrovert, right? I'm actually born very. I was very shy when I was younger, and yeah. it wasn't until I was in 
10th or 11th grade where I was very involved in a youth group at my synagogue and I became a board member for the, for the, for the chapter, right, in, in, in our youth group. And each of the different synagogues in our area would meet up and they would do events and then there was a summer, uh, like a summer week-long retreat at a sleepaway camp. So all the synagogues would get together from all the high school kids from this network of kids. And, it, and I realized that the identity shifted for me when I became Jason, the board member of whatever my position was. I wasn't just Jason. I was Jason, the guy who was apparently good enough to be on a board and hold a position and was voted by peers. So yeah. now I brought value, right? Yeah. And I realized that all of a sudden I wasn't just me with the insecurities and the shyness and, and you don't know me in person, but I'm only five foot two, right? And, you know, I don't know how tall I was then, maybe still five foot two, but, <laughs> right? but like here I am, right? In, in the height of puberty and, right, and girls and all these things, like, like what yeah. do I have to bring to the table? And it was I, when I start building an identity of everything that isn't me organically, when I have these titles and these stories and these experiences, then I have something to offer, and I realized years later, I'm like, wow, that's a really profound insight that I have, that if I strip all that away, what, what am I getting to bring to the table? And that's actually one of my earlier episodes is if I, if I asked you who you were without your job title and what you do, what would you tell me who you are? And I have a, an episode on that. But I want to break down this idea of an introvert extrovert because it's really com uh, very powerful. Introverts and extroverts, you can have very very people who think they're introverts who are very social and very friendly and love being around people. And you can have extroverts who at a certain point are like, I got to go home. What truly defines an introvert and extrovert in my book as a, as a, as a psychological professional is in what way and how do you choose to recharge your battery? Yeah. And that's, that's what he told me. And I, and, and I, I completely hundred percent agree with that statement and he, he actually ended the conversation. He was like, okay, this is where I want to end the conversation. And I felt terrible because I'm like, where did that go off? Where did we go off? Because I wasn't trying to force my opinion on you. I was just, you told me something in a conversation. It made me think of this. And then he didn't, he didn't agree with it. I was like, that's okay. But that really kind of, um, you know, just it, it, it affected him because he's like, I'm just here to hang out with my dog and, and, and I'm an introvert. I, and you know, I might think, Oh, well then why'd you come to a bar? Well, because look, just what you said, it's not that he is afraid of people. He's clearly not. We had a good conversation and he went to the bar. If you were afraid of people, you wouldn't go to a bar. You know, he, um, it's because, yeah, because we, um, he finds that, yeah, he recharges, he feels, um, you know, um, better. He, he, finds comfort in he, um, he, he needs that, that, that really kind of helps uh, him and uh, anyone um, feel alive by being uh, able to have those instances where they can recharge in their own space. And it's probably also fun for him. Which Absolutely. Takes, fun. Which yeah, totally. To the final three things that I want to share with you. So when you were talking a few minutes ago about like this, like mindset, like the two words that you came up with, right? It's, it's, uh, it was execute, right? Think, was, think and execute. Yeah. I think and execute. I, I want to give you three different words that I would like you to just contemplate and let marinate as we, as we wrap up our time. The first one is fun. If it doesn't, if it's not fun, don't do it. If it takes you out of fun, don't do it. I don't care how much you intellectualize it. If it's going to be intellectual and it's not fun, don't do it. If it's intellectual and fun, do it. Number two, simplicity. Sounds to me like you're overcomplicating a lot of things that don't need to be complicated. That's number two. Keep it simple. 
Number three, push record. Fun. Because, and I think they lead into each other. If you're not having fun with it, you're not going to make it simple. The more unfun it is, the more complicated you're getting it. In order, yeah. Yeah. Right? You're literally making it too analytical, and then it just becomes this exercise of mental acrobatics. Ain't ain't nobody got time for that, including you. You have more (laughs) important things to do. You have a life to live, not to be stuck in your head. There's a world to be engaged with. There's people to connect with, all those things. So I want you to be as much out of your head as possible, which I think means like really like when you create this accountability group, whether it's going to be me, whether it's going to be right people you're going to talk to, whatever it can be that's going to hold you and push you is ask them first before you, before you, you dance on it for the first 15 hours in your head. Just go right to them first. Make it simple. Let them streamline the process before you have to be stuck in your head about it for a month, right? Make it simple. And then number three, once you had fun and simplicity, go record, push record, and that's it, right? So if we kind of just kind of go back to what we said from the everything, right? I think this idea of you moving others, as you shared about this book, I think that word, that phrase really stood out for me because the one, the one of the many things that I'm really appreciating about this conversation. And one of the things that I absolutely love about you is that you are a people person. And when you said like, I'm not the God's gift to the world about sales, that's not the point. You have so much to offer and so much to give and so much to connect with. But the, every moment you're standing in your head and running around in your head is a moment away from your God-given purpose and your potential. Makes a lot of sense. No, I agree. I, I want you to stop telling stories. I want you to connect. I want you to connect by pushing record. And I want people out there to hear all of the amazing, tell your stories on your podcast. That's, that's what the whole thing is about telling others stories, not me telling, not me telling at people, uh, talking with them and telling their stories of this, of how they move others and and connect with others. So I do, uh, love that. And I think I don't have to be perfect at it. I'm obviously it's a work in progress. I think it is for us all. And that's the whole kind of, um, impetus of this thing is that we can connect with others when we think more intentionally about how we're doing it. And, um, and so I, yeah, you're right with everything. I agree. And I think the second thing that I want to wrap up with is you have all these adages, all these teachings, all these mantras. Get rid of all of them. They don't mean, <laughs> and, and so. they, they don't mean crap. They're great to regurgitate. They're great to, right, use in context of something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I literally, 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 one of my favorite quotes, and this is from Dr. Scott Walker. Um, I don't know where it originally comes from, but it's his favorite quote, and he's one of my mentors um, and and certified me in this modality called neuroemotional technique. He's a chiropractor and a brilliant, one of the most brilliant men I've ever met in this world. He says, the universe rewards the action step. And I think that as long as you're stuck in theory, as long as you're stuck in a story, as long as you're stuck in your mind, there's no action. And my man, you are so full of fire and you are so full of wonderfulness and you are so full of like joy and like you're a really, I don't need to have known you longer than this conversation to know that you're an authentic dude. I can see it. I can see it and I can feel it. And the people who are going to know you and already know you know that. But every moment you're in your head, you're not sharing that with the world. 
So my challenge is fun, simplicity, and push record. Push record. <laughs> I like it. That's and that's simple. And that's very simple and, and, and actionable and, um, and I think can be fun, all, all, all three. So very good things, man. This is a, I really, really, really am genuinely grateful that uh, you just put that out there in the world. And I, I could have scrolled through Facebook a ton of times and totally scrolled by it. And I probably did. And I was like, yeah, why not? Let's, I, I, I don't know this guy, Jason. I've never listened to his podcast. <laughs> um, but something caused me to obviously, the reason maybe why you're doing these caused me to say, yeah, I, I'm, I'm struggling with this. I, I need some, I'm asking for help. I guess that's the first, first uh, step. Got out you know. of your head. So yeah, uh, yeah, well, a little bit, a little bit. First yeah. rewards the actions. <laughs> practice, all it is is a response, and to make it simple, and right, and the follow up, and the connection, and right, and 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 uh, yes, we're gonna hopefully have a part two because in a week I wanna like I wanna schedule time with you. In a week from now, we're gonna have a conversation again, cool. and we'll we'll keep it to a, a 15, 20 minute conversation. Sure. Yeah, and and we're gonna see, and you're gonna come back, and you're gonna share with me where we're at, so we can really see like what changed in a week <laughs> that things can change that drastically in a week. Right. But fun, simplicity, push record, stop. Right. I want to hear the stories. That's about, that's your, that's your way of connecting. But I feel that a lot of times, right. Like I said, like I tell you and I, I share to my clients, don't, I don't need to know 99% about you to hear at least in session one, where you want to be because we just get caught up in an old story. But if you were, but I don't need to hear your old story in order to help you tell a new one. You wouldn't be sitting here in my office, I right, you or whoever, if the old story was working, if the old scripts were working, if the old attempts to solve the problem were working. I want to help you figure out what your belief system is behind that, but I don't need to know everything, right? What you share with me is very, very limited in, in our time frame but look where we got to in this span of 45 minutes. And I think that's, what's really uh -huh. cool about really getting out of our heads and just and why I was a pain in the ass to you earlier and said, dude, okay, but what do you need? How can I help you? Right. Yeah. Just, you know, it's funny. Right? Yeah. I don't know how many, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I thought we were, you know, 45 minutes. I thought it would be longer than that. Um, just with all the stuff that you've told me, you've given me a lot. Um, so I think that's, uh, a, really ends on a good point. Okay. I'll, I'll, but um, yeah, you know, you don't need to um, know about my old story to tell a new one. I think it's a great um, piece of advice. And I think um, we always don't always know how someone can help us until we, uh, like you said, just, you know, do that action step and, and hopefully their universe rewards it. So thank you, Jason. I'm virtually shaking your hand. And a big hug. Bring it in. Bring yeah. it in. Thank you for All being right. so brave and, and, and trusting someone who's an absolutely complete stranger. But I think Absolutely. that's the beauty of like in our network, in our circles of people, especially in the BYLR community, right? So true. We're going to more likely to trust people who are like-minded. And I'm a very big fan of like-minded people who are doing like-minded things, helping each other out in a very different way than what we might. Yeah. I really want to cool. thank you. Tremendous gratitude for you. 
for being able to to get out of your comfort zone and trust someone, you know, in a very brief, quick time, who you probably got pretty annoyed at in the first few minutes for calling, <laughs> like, what the, you know, why is this guy being no. a baby? But no. right, the process is the process, and I'm I'm here to kind of shock people out of a process because if you think that you're going to do it the same way with me that you've done it with everybody else, don't waste your time and don't waste mine, right? And I thank you for going out of your comfort zone to do that because I saw your face turn red when I asked you a very specific question and your brain started turning in a different way. So we're going to be in touch and we're going to do, we'll have a follow up and we'll, and we'll go from there. Cool, man. Hey, I would love it and enjoy it. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Awesome brother. Thanks for listening to the You Winning Life podcast. If you are ready to minimize your personal and professional struggles and maximize your potential, we would love it if you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Jason Wasser, LMFT.